You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Hi, and welcome to episode 39 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me, as always, my partners in crime, Vicki Stokes. Hello. And Suze Gilbert. Hi, everyone. How is everyone doing today? Good. Very well. Uh, except for the Skype issues. Everybody's doing pretty well today. Skype. <laughs> yeah, lovely Skype. We're going to be doing something a little bit different today. A uh, little backstory. Vicki and I would always talk prior to the recordings about Breaking Bad. What was going on? Who did what to whom? Walter White. And finally, Suze said, I've got to start watching this show. And she did, and she became totally, totally addicted to Breaking Bad. So we decided we thought it would be fun to spend the next episode talking about our thoughts about Breaking Bad. And we also thought it might be fun to have a special guest join us who's also a big fan of Breaking Bad. So we'd like to welcome Scott Wilsey from the Pocket Size Podcast to Three Geeky Ladies. Yeah. Hi, Scott. Can I, be a, can I be a partner in crime, too? You, you can know, be a partner in crime, Yes, Scott. yes. <laughs> since this is about Breaking Bad, it really is partners in crime. It really is. Yeah. We, could call it, we could call it Three Geeky Ladies and a Geeky Guy. How's that? <laughs> we could do that. That works. So I went through, just before the finale, I went through and I started watching it all over again. And I just finished last night, as far as it could go. Yeah, I I would just, I, I highly, highly recommend if you've never seen Breaking Bad, or if, especially if you've never seen Breaking Bad, but also if you have seen it before and want to watch it again, binge watch. Yeah, that's what we did. That's what we did. It's the best way, because I noticed that because each each season was a year apart, you forget things. They would make reference to something, but I wouldn't understand the significance of it. Well, binge watching, it stayed fresher in my mind. I could say, oh yeah, now I know what that reference had to do with. Like in the finale, when Jesse was making the box. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't figure out, like, what does that have to do with anything until I went back and watched it again. And they're like, oh yeah, now I remember what that was in reference to. I think there's so many nuances of that show. I mean, to me, as far as I'm concerned, Vince Gilligan is is a true genius. I, I mean, if yeah. you think about, I was reading some theories about undertones in the show, which now I have been binge watching it again. And I could continue to watch that show. I, I just love that show. But what I thought was interesting is the whole color theory. And... What the show didn't touch upon for me, which I wish they had maybe delved a little bit into it, was the relationship between Walter White and Gretchen Schwartz. But someone had mentioned the color theory, Walter White, Gretchen Schwartz, Schwartz in German means black, equals gray, for gray matters, which was their company. And I thought, I never thought about that. But then even the colors of the room, the colors that the characters wore, um, yellow was a very significant color for the person to be in trouble. I just thought all of that. Of course, then you had the pink teddy 
uh, just prior, to, you know, you had those flashbacks where it's black and white when the NSTB, the National Transportation Safety Board, I have to think for a second, um, you know, you always saw it in black and white and that's in that teddy bear in the pool. I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? Well, of course, that significance, which I guess Vince said in an interview on Talking Bad that related to, there was an homage to Schindler's List, you know, with the little girl in the red coat at the end. I just thought it's brilliant. I mean, the whole episode between good and bad and to see this character that's essentially a milk toast chemistry teacher who's absolutely brilliant you wonder why he became a high school chemistry teacher when he could have worked anywhere you know for any company DuPont you name it I just thought the yeah. whole th- 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 all of those questions just added to the appeal and the mystery of the characters for me I, I just um and of course I love Walt Whitman so I was really glad they brought you know Leaves of Grass and you know all Walt Whitman in there I just thought every character even Hector Salamanca, who I hated with the damn bell. Oh, I yeah. mean, I used to be a nurse, and I, you know, sometimes I had stroke victims, took care of stroke victims, and they would have a bell, and that bell would just, uh, my blood pressure would go up. <laughs> I think I'm going to kill that son of a gun. And <laughs> he rings that one more time. And it was so brilliant because I had to actually go Google the actor to find out if he didn't have a stroke. That's how well he portrayed that role. He really made you the whole drooling, the facial relaxation. I don't know how they made him do that, but he really did look like a stroke victim to me. I I mean, I thought that was just unbelievable. And the cousins, you know, Mm. they exuded that evil. Just every character. What did they say? Like two, one of them said two words the whole time they were on camera? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But you uh, knew. You you watch this stuff in such depth. I don't watch anything like that. Well, you know, I, it's interesting because those cousins, you, know, you knew they were bad, but the minute they got down to crawl, that was very realistic for me because living in Tucson and living in Texas, you know, um, Mexicans are very devout Catholics. They are. Yeah. And everything rang true to me on that. I mean, it was so many characters rang true. And, of course, my favorite character was Mike. Um Ermin Trout and also Saul. I mean, how that that whole oh god, Saul was just. I love that character of Saul. It was great. It was I, just I, great. One one observation about um, um, New Mexico. It sure they did not make it look attractive at all. Well, Vicky, I think when they went out to cook in the de- in the desert, though. When you saw the mountains, because my husband forbid me to say it looks like Tucson anymore. I kept saying, oh, my God, it looks like Tucson. Oh, my God, it looks like Tucson. Oh, my God, it looks like Tucson. It looks like Arizona to me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But Albuquerque does. I mean, Albuquerque is very pretty. Um, But it did. It looked so much like Tucson to me. It was amazing. And, of course, we had big meth problems in Tucson. You know, people can go cook in the desert because the desert's so huge. It's, you know, a very desolate place. Yeah, that's the reason why a lot of people like to move out there in the middle of nowhere too. Not just no, no, that's not the only reason. You know, people just I don't want people saying, getting upset with me. I think everybody that lives out in the desert is a, a meth head. But thank but, you, Vicky. You know, just the solitude for solitude. You know, they want to get away and they like the privacy and the quiet and all that good stuff. So, what I always found interesting was the relationship between Jesse and Walter. And no matter how much abuse Walt put on Jesse, 
he always came back. And to me, it was, it was like he was, it was a father figure to him. Mm. That his own father was not really a father because he didn't have a good relationship, Jesse, with his parents. And I think because if you'll notice, he never, ever called him Walter. Ever. Yes, he, he did. Yes, he, he did. did twice, I think. Yes, he did times, twice. At the very end, when he was when he confided to Hank, when he, when Hank got him, and when he was on the phone telling Walt that he was burning the money, he stopped calling him Mr. White. He said, "How do you feel now, yeah. Walter?" Oh, okay. Yeah. I must have missed that. Yeah, because no, he most did. Of the that time, was a huge no size shift right there. <laughs> okay, I must have missed yeah. that then because yeah, he always called him Mr. White, which I found interesting. Right. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's, I think it portrayed the fact that you're right. He was totally with him no matter what. And the guy was just mean to him. I mean, you know, Walt, he, he was, he was such a subservient seeming character on the one hand, but then he would turn around and just berate Jesse all the time. And it was, it's like he was taking it out on him. And then, uh, yeah, well, and then it hit a point where Jesse you, couldn't I'm take it you. anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think he's also thinking about his, you know, you're a teacher. When you're a teacher, you're gonna uh, you get frustrated with your student, and also he was yeah. he had cancer, so that's the frustration there. You just your time is limited, so you're thinking differently. I don't have time to be playing with you, kid. And that's the way. That's how I saw him in their relationship with um, um, uh, the, his student. Is that uh, he's still in that role, and that's the reason why he kept calling him Mr. White. He was learning. He was he was the, the student. But you but know, he even called him Mr. White when they were partners, when they became yeah, partners with was, Mike. I think he still felt he. I think he still felt that he was learning. He was he he was a student, and that this this man knew uh, was was everything he couldn't be. You know. Well, um, I also think he Walter really abused him. I mean, let's face it. He, he did. if he mm-hmm. he didn't physically abuse him, but he mentally abused him. They did have that fist fight. Yes. But I think mental abuse. He always uh, Jesse spoke up to him in anger many times about how he made him feel stupid and and he did and you know i think walter's problem was walter we didn't know it at the beginning but walter had a huge ego and when he started building his little meth empire and i think what happened i think a crucial point for me was when they were at the dinner table and with Hank and, Mer- and Skyler and uh, Marie, and they were talking, uh, Hank was talking about Gail Boudicca mm-hmm. and saying that the guy was a genius. This was after Gail had passed away, had been murdered by uh, Jesse, and he was reading through his notes, and he said the guy was a genius. And Walt had had quite a f- few drinks, and he could not stand to think that Hank thought Gail was a genius when it was him. And he really started, Skylar was giving him this look like, really, Walt? So to me, it was just a matter of fact, you know, a matter of time before Walt was going to start getting careless because he was already getting careless with his mouth, and it was very egotistical. And I think for me, the the person that... I think I I never understood all the Skylar hate. You know, I know they have a Facebook page because Skylar was complicit at the end with with Walt. But I really I really feel that Walt put her through so much. I mean, she she was like she was like any woman. Like my husband, if I found out he had cancer and he had been hiding it from me, I'd be like, okay, Mike, this is okay. I'm going to take control. We're going to get you some great oncologists. We're going to do this. And Skylar, to me, was a can do 
type of wife. And that's how many women are. They're very strong. Um, you know, she had to be. There's always kind of a weaker sometimes personality, I think, in relationship and a very strong person. And that's why relationships many times succeed. And I, I think she took on that role. And then, I don't know, he just lied and lied and lied to her. And I'm thinking, this poor right. woman, if my husband lied to me, I'd be going out looking for an affair too, I think. You know, I mean, just constantly, he, he, she could never get the truth from him. You know, until well, you know, Suzanne, he finally did confess. I had a I had a conversation with somebody on Twitter about that, and they were saying, "Oh, she she wasn't supportive. The guy has cancer. She needs to be more supportive." And I'm like, "He constantly lied to her. He was never home. Absolutely. He was lying. What do you want her to do? I mean, this is human psychology 101. She's not absolutely. Gonna, she's not going to sit there and take that. I'm sorry. I don't care if you have cancer or not. You can't. You know. And she was uh, the one that was doing what's, what's all the research. You can't just right. Well. And yeah, she exactly. was pregnant. I mean, you know, right. she was pregnant too here. Let's keep forgetting that Walter was actually in the same situation with his two remember his two business partners or when they, they, they developed some kind of right. business from Grey Matters. Yeah, Grey Matters. Grey Matters. Yeah, huh? Grey Matters. Grey Matters. Yeah. They they took his idea, they became rich off of it. So he's been there before. So when this lady's taking credit for his work again, he gets angry. You know, I, I I see I I don't I see that he went wrong. You know, Walter went wrong, but I think there's always something that's causing him to act nasty. He's not nasty because that's his na- nature. Um, it's the the disease he's in on there. He's working with this but, kid who doesn't know what he's doing and he's trying to help him. And he has limited time. He wants to make sure he, his family's okay. No, it's I think he was. An, I think he was inherently but he, but he nasty. But he chooses the dark side. He chooses yes. to respond that way. And with the company, it's actually a mystery as to whether they stole his idea and kicked him out or he left. Because Gretchen said, you abandoned me. She was exactly. completely no, I think blown away. No, they were talking about their relationship. I think they right, but, I think, but they, it was about they, the company, too. They did. And she, he, they bought him out for $5,000, his share. And then, of course, then he would watch it. And I'm thinking, so why didn't he ever sue? Why did... I mean... And, it didn't make sense to me, uh, that part of it. There well, was more there. Well, there was I, definitely I, more but there. But that, we're talking about his perspective. His perspective may be warped, but that's his. Right, right, you know? right. Yes, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. But the thing yeah, is, that's Skyler was, Skyler, they did not, they were living off of Walt's high school teacher salary. And anybody that knows anyone that's a teacher oh, yeah. knows that school uh, schools do not pay teachers well. So here they are, preg- she's pregnant with an unexpected child. Um, you know, and she's in her 40s. You know, she's trying to make ends meet. Walt's got all this money he's sitting on. And she's trying to, you know, she's trying to think of any way, any creative way. So she turns thinking that, you know, uh, Walt's friendship with Gretchen and Elliot, they could maybe help pay for that. And he lied to her over and over and over. And I just thought, you know, there's a point in a relationship. I When she went into the pool, when she was like, just going off into the pool. I thought, you know, Skylar, good for you, because this is the only way you're going to be able to get out from under Walt. Walt had a lot of control over her. I think she felt helpless. I mean, I think that's why she turned to Ted Beneke just as an escape from her home life. I mean, I, I don't think he was easy. And that I think I, I, I thought I, it was very I don't telling. Feel, I, don't feel any, I don't feel that way about her. I felt that she could have walked away at any time, no. and she decided to stay. Vicky, with a so handicapped like, kid I, and being I, pregnant, 
and she just basically had only the money from bookkeeping. No, I don't think she could. And and well, I think she did. I think is, she loved law anymore. But I think she did. I think she did until she found out everything. I think their relationship changed. Right, and I think he was also holding it over her head that her brother-in-law was DEA, and he was going to get. He was going to destroy Hank's career. He was going to exactly. destroy Hank's career by revealing, hey, I'm this meth king and your stupid brother-in-law can't catch me. Yeah, I, that sort of doesn't make sense to me. One, week, one moment you guys said she doesn't care about Walter, she needs to leave Walter. And then all of a sudden, okay, she's worried about what's going to happen to Walter. No, to so, Hank. No, to Hank. No, to Hank. And also because her son. Because Skylar she gave want, the money. She doesn't want her son knowing her, that his father is a meth cook. Yeah, and you know, well, to, yeah, yeah and that's that was true. That was a but huge when she realized that, remember when she kicked him out and she went her own way? Why did she take him back? I didn't get that. You know, she could have severed relationship with him. She did not have to. Had him she move did. Back she, had, she didn't have to Vicky, become a she, part of Vicky, his enterprise. She, she called the cops. She called the cops and tried to get a restraining order against him. If you remember, mm-hmm. she she did. When he came back, she didn't want him there, and she called the police. And, uh, you know, Walt was, he was pretty egotistical right then. He was at the height of his power. He felt good about himself. He had beaten the cancer, so we thought. Um, and not only that, basically he did almost a blackmail thing, uh, or exactly. Skylar, you know, because yeah. they paid for Hank's rehab. So, right. um, no, I think it's, if I was in Skylar's place, I would have nowhere to go, seriously. And, and she where's was, she going to go? I and she I was, she was, she was afraid of him. And she said that. Yes. She's afraid of him. And she was about it. hiding just, it from Walt Jr. till the bitter end. It wasn't right. until Marie forced the issue that, that yep. if Marie hadn't done that, it never she never would have been willing to tell Walt Jr. That was her main... There was no way she was going to... She just was so afraid of that that she did not want to do that to Walt Jr. That right. that overrode. But Skyler was pretty smart about it. When she became complicit with Walt into laundering the money, she she took care of the car wash and she she had some good points. I mean, he came home and he bought a fancy car. He bought Walt Jr. the Mustang or the Cobra. I can't tell which one. But Skyler was like, "No, Walt. We had you know we cannot." throw this in people's face we don't want to draw attention to ourselves if we're laundering this money this, to me Skylar was always always the voice of reason always the voice of reason in the I show. don't see that you know, at I, all because she should never have thought laundering that money she became part of the problem no I she agree with that stay, I, 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 I agree with that part of it you she guys are making her more of a victim she, but she, no, 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 no. she I think she had more control over the situation than you guys are giving her credit for Vicky, she I had think much she more control did. I think she did and didn't. I don't. I don't think I she do did too. originally. I don't think she did originally. Not originally. And then there yeah. was a turning yeah. point. There was a turning point yeah. where she became complicit. I agree with that. But yeah. I disagree with a lot of the hate that you know, especially like I said, the conversation I had with somebody. Well, well, she sort of supported Walt. He had cancer, and it's like, who cares? He was a meth mm-hmm. king. He was off lying to her. Yeah. You can't support that. I yeah. don't care what's wrong with the person. Yeah, I don't think she should have supported him at all. I'm, I'm the opposite. I think she should have dropped him like a hot potato. Soon as but she that, but Vicky, on. that's easier, um, said, that, but that's easier about, said than done. That That's easier said than done when you have a handicapped child that has special needs, and you have, or you're pregnant with a second baby at 40-something years old. And, you know, she was a home, she was a, she sold stuff on eBay. She sold tchotchkes on eBay. So, I mean, she didn't really work outside the home until she had to go as a bookkeeper. And she that was, was to help. Wait a minute, but she that was. She was an accountant, remember? Right. She for that, uh, that right. Guy. But uh, give me a second. But what I'm saying is that she had a special needs child, which that, 
is a lot of money, Vicky. Trust me. And not only that, then she had she gets pregnant. She's a stay-at-home mom, and then all of a sudden, they don't have enough for Walt's chemo, so she goes to work as an accountant. But I think Skylar, you know. Walt dehumanized her too. He came home one day and he tried to rape her in her kitchen. And I don't care if you're married. When you force yourself on somebody, she had a freaking facial mask on and he tried to force himself on her. I think he was really out of his... I, I just think that was a turning point for Skylar was that you had one night, one episode when they had, you know, when he came in, he had cooked a math, he had come home late, and they had sex or whatever, and she's like, oh, Walt. But then the next time you saw a sexual episode between Walt and Skylar, he's forcing himself on her in a very, in, their, in broad daylight in the kitchen. And I just think that that was a turning point for Skylar because I don't, I think she was seeing a new Walt. I mean, don't forget, she's used to this very low-key, uh, high school chemistry teacher husband and where she has a lot of control in the relationship and now it, that's all shifting you just don't walk out on a marriage when somebody's changing though not necessarily I do when somebody raped i do i would i would if somebody raped me she see he's a different person and at that right. point she should have realized that this is not the person she wants around her son she want her son yeah. seeing oh. this she wants the baby seeing this she should have walked away uh, she didn't that human people make big mistakes but I don't see her, I see her hurting her family, both of them hurting her family, not just Walt but it, but by himself. But I don't think it's either or. I think it's both, right? She's both. both. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah. and don't forget, with, with respect to her income, she was looking at the books. She knew how bad that business was. Uh, I don't think she wanted to rely on that as her future. So no, that no, plays that's into true. it, too. That is definitely true. That is definitely Right, because Ted that was crooked. Was every, every man she was involved with was corrupt in some kind of way. They were cooking something, <laughs> whether it be meth or books or what. That's right. Cooking the books. Yeah. Cooking meth. <laughs> That's a good analogy. I like that. You know, because I thought about, I thought about after, you know, I, to me, the, I thought the last, um, the last episode, uh, seeing Walt, you know, uh, go and make his little, um, you know, gun runner thing. I thought it was really interesting. I, you know, I really appreciated the way Vince, um, basically gave homage to both of the characters because I love Jesse. I did. And, you know, no one says the word bitch like uh, as eloquently <laughs> as Jesse. I'm sorry. I loved it. I just would howl every time. Even though he said everyone was scripted, it just didn't come off as being scripted. But I thought that that imperceptible nod that Walt gave Jesse and Jesse giving him kind of that half smile, just a little smile and getting in was, I think that was just a very beautiful goodbye Be you know they both knew um what was portrayed and i thought you know i know aaron paul had said that he th he felt the character went to alaska or new zealand but i don't see that because jesse had no money number one number two he didn't have any papers he didn't have a social security number i kind of see jesse as staying going up to like washington state or montana and working somehow in carpentry but i think every single character would not turn out happy i mean even though Gretchen and Elliot would have to look probably at the back of their shoulder, you know, around their shoulder for the rest of their life thinking that, yeah, they gave the money to Walt Jr., but, you know, who's to say Walt wouldn't have those snipers come kill them, you know? And, yeah, that was brilliant. You know, was so their, their, their uh, little peaceful, you know, yuppie lifestyle is changing. And, you know, Skyler, uh, Skyler's broken. Uh, Maria, Marie's broken with Hank's death. Yeah. 
I just don't see them staying in Albuquerque. But I do think in my mind, I thought, wouldn't it be nice if Walt Jr. went to, to college and, you know, I don't know, became a teacher, but not a chemistry teacher. And, you know, ho hope, but I don't see anybody. It was the tragedy of that particular story is if you think beyond the last episode, you don't foresee a happy life for any of them. Maybe Holly, maybe the baby, but not, uh, not any of them. Oh, I, I, I would think that Jesse probably went to pick up Brock. Now that he has well, no, the Brock would go, but Brock would no go mother. with his grandmother. Brock would go with his yeah. grandmother. There was Child Protective Services are very them. strict. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're very. But I, strict. I would, I would think though he would want to have some sort of relationship with him because I yeah. always got from Jesse. Not only was Walter his father figure, but I think deep down. He was just an average guy that just wanted what everybody else wants. He just wanted to have mm -hmm, someone to definitely. love and a family and a normal, boring life. Well, that's because, the funny thing about Jesse. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, because he couldn't have that is why he went and Remember that during, um, uh, what was it, season three, when he was having all those parties and just throwing money at people? When all the... When yep. all the um, squatters were staying at his house yeah, and putting yeah, graffiti yeah. all over the house and in the morning mm -hmm. he would just throw hundreds of people and say hey make sure that people are fed yeah, yeah. well the funny mm -hmm. thing is yeah he was it was it's funny how in the beginning you see oh my computer's locking up you see walter white as the the squeaky clean guy and jesse is kind of the loser meth head but th as yeah. the series develops jesse is actually the most normal rational decent person he does fall into periods of times where he he feels sorry for himself instead of fixing his problems from here to there, but that's that's normal under the circumstances. And uh, but but as it turns out, he's actually one of the more decent characters. Even though in the beginning you're like, okay, here's this loser meth cook who can't do anything, and and he winds up to be one of the more relatable characters in the show. Yeah, I agree. I, so. I agree, Scott. Yeah. I agree because I you know I think with Jesse, he came from an affluent family. His family was not poor. He got into drugs. He was probably a rebel. You know, a lot of rich kids rebel and got into drugs. And who knows, he's part, probably started off with pot and then got into meth. But, you know, Badger and Skinny Pete were not, I mean, even though you thought they were losers too, those esoteric and philosophical discussions about Star Wars and Star Trek, I would just crack up. I would have to go back to the episode to listen to what they were saying because it was great. And of course, Skinny Pete playing that classical playing piece. Yep. Oh, I know. I just loved the dimension of those characters. I yeah. just thought they were fabulous. But Jesse had a soft spot for kids, you know, and that, to see that kid, I don't, do you remember the episode where the two meth heads, the wife um, knocked yeah. over yes. the, yeah, and mm -hmm. decapitated her husband. So but that little that kid. But, you know, right here in Dallas, um, they're doing a big expose on this girl. I don't know if you remember the, the episode, but it was about the girl in the closet. And her parents basically had five other kids, but they kept this little girl in the closet and starved her to death. When she was mm -hmm. eight years old, she only yeah. weighed 25 pounds. So they're doing this big eight-part series here. and But getting back to Breaking Bad, that little kid in that meth house was abused and neglected. You know, he had no food. I mean, and I thought, you know, Jesse does have a very... A very relatable character. You just wanted to hug yeah. Jesse. I did not I, I, want Jesse I, to die. I didn't. I wanted. I, I oh, agree. I wanted I, good for I, Jesse. I'm sorry. I agree. Uh, I, but I think it's because I, even though his family was affluent, I think he was neglected. I don't think his parents ever showed him any. I don't know if it's because maybe he was a rebel or whatever. 
but he did not get any support from his family. They just abandoned him. And I think that's the reason why Well, they said they financially supported Walter. him. They, fi- they, they gave him money because they said, you know, they had said this is the last time, you know, and uh, he would steal money from them. But he also took the rap for his kid brother who was smoking right. a joint. I was yeah. going to say, right. they, yeah. they gave all yeah. the love to the little brother who was yep. Mr. Perfect, but yet here he yeah. is smoking pot. Yeah. Yep. And, and who knows yep. why, he, why he decided to become a rebel. What, what kind, we really right, don't get exactly. a lot of detail about this, his relationship with his family other than they were tired of him, they weren't giving him any more money. That was it. It, yeah. it was interesting with the little brother because one thing about Jesse that Walter White always believed in was he's never going to narc on anybody. He's never going to tell. And, and he was just blown away that Jesse did. But Jesse didn't until he was pushed too far. So yeah. it was kind of... Yeah, killed that, that, they killed the that little, little kid. I mean, killed that lady. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. too far. Je- uh, uh, Jesse really loved deeply. He was in love with you. He, he cared about you. Mm-hmm. He, he was loyal. Was deeply, he was loyal yeah, to Walter. He was very loyal. He very was loyal. Yeah. Unlike Todd. Oh my God. Todd was the most oh, evil character. He was creepy. I know it's funny. Oh, it was funny yes. watching him because he used to be the good guy on Saturday, uh, not Saturday Live, um, Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights, sure was. Yeah. Oh, I never watched Friday Night Lights. Well, it took, pl- it took was- place in Texas. Yeah, he was the he was the best friend. You know, the good guy that yeah, w- that wanted yeah. to date the girls, but the girls looked at him as the friend, yeah, not as a date. Yeah. And you know, so you go from that kind of character to Todd, who who, who and his and his his um uh, infatuation with Lydia, with Lydia. I know that was creepy. It was like when, and then what was, was I don't know the name of the song, but when his cell phone rang, when it was Lydia. Yeah. This, the, music. the tattoo lady, Lydia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, ooh, God. <laughs> but, you know, the funny thing about him was he wasn't malicious about it. He was polite to everybody. He just had yeah. no qualms about killing whoever he, or no, torturing. Right. That he little just, boy. He, that little boy I, on the dirt bike, yep. Yeah. Didn't well, even you, bat an you, eyelash. If you think about it from a totally non-emotional perspective, he was right. He was he was making sure that nobody knew, but he was so it was so creepy, the fact that this guy... He didn't enjoy hurting people necessarily. He just didn't not enjoy it. It was nothing to him. It really meant nothing but you to know kill what? I or think hurt that's people. Re- that's the reason why he admired Lydia. He loved the fact that she was in control, and he he he. he remember, he is his was his uncle or whoever it was. He mm-hmm. actually looked up to this guy. He thought he was a badass, and I think that he wanted to be a badass. And he yeah, was he a better ass than all of them because he was crazy. He was wacky. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he yeah. definitely shows signs of a sociopath because you know the flat yeah. affect. He had he had a totally yeah. flat affect, um, and just the way that he supposedly tortured Jesse and chained him like a dog, and when mm-hmm. he went in and killed um, Jesse's girlfriend, you Angela? know Brock's mother. I just, Ange, thank you. I just lost the name. Yeah. But um, I just thought, and and did you hear what he said before he killed her? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. what did he say? Like. Uh, I mean, no offense, or this is, you yeah, know, don't yeah. take this personally. Yeah, Bam. That's a death like, holy crap. I know. And yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it's not like he had Jesse was... chained down. He had Jesse yeah. chained down there in like a dog. And he was like, he was saying, don't take it personal. Yeah. You know? I mean, he would torture him. <laughs> it's just something that we have to do. <laughs> he would torture him, but then, then he would bring him ice cream and treat him kind of like a pet or something yeah he, he liked him but he yeah. he, he kind of liked him but he had no problems with using him he, he honestly have yeah. you ever met when you were kids did you ever meet other kids that didn't know how to relate to animals and they would harm him but they didn't have any clue yeah. uh, only they were actually inflicting God. harm i'm glad i and never met anyone no, like that. I, I, I met a couple kids like that in school <laughs> once and i don't who, who, who knows where they are now but anyway mm-hmm. he was like that he just did not have 
whatever it took to relate to other living beings in his body, but he wasn't, he didn't hate, he wasn't enjoying inflicting pain, he just didn't understand that it, you don't do that, you know, he was just you know, missing a whole chunk of humanity. Yeah. He yeah, was. It's, as, it's yeah. as if Todd is saying, I would do this whether it was you, Jesse, or you, Walter, or you, Scott, it's not you personally, mm-hmm. it's just what yeah. you right. represent. Yeah, yeah it yes. has to be done. Yeah. yeah, it's what my it's uncle like says people. to do. That's right. Yeah, yeah. My, it's like people who have dogs and they're abusing the dog, and people call them out on it. They look at you like, "What? I, right. I did, what are you talking about?" They don't get it. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah. Now, see, the, the the hard one for me is I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Was Hank? Hank's character was a tough one for me because I liked me Hank, too. and I liked I mm-hmm. liked I liked the way he treated. I mean, not. I mean, he. Yes, he treated Maria, Marie not so well. But, you know, it, they had a very loving relationship. But, you know, when somebody's down and out, they don't like being taken care of, you know. And I don't think he was a good patient. I've taken care of many patients like that. That, you know, you just can't take. And she didn't take it personally. You know, it had to be done. He had to use the bedpan. It was a pride thing. Hank is a, is a very independent guy. And, he lo- you know, he loves his job. He wanted to get Heisenberg. The thing is, is that because of my feelings for Walter... I had a hard time relating to Hank. And I'm thinking, Vince, you're brilliant. You're brilliant, Vince. Because I liked his whole Schrader brow, you know, his beer making and the way, you know, at first I thought... It's deceptive. It's deceptive. And the way he treated Steve Gomez in the beginning, you know, like a bean, come on, bean. I'm like, oh my gosh. But then you realize they have a very affectionate relationship. And then... I didn't like him. I didn't... Yeah. I'm sorry. But then... um, then when he has to reconcile himself that it was Walter all along, mm-hmm. I felt total sympathy, not even empathy. I felt sympathy mm-hmm. for Hank. And when he was in the desert, I knew, I just mm-hmm. had a feeling he wasn't going to come out well with that. Yeah. And I thought what was interesting was I think Walter finally, when when Jack murdered Hank in the desert, I think Walter finally realized, and he, when he went up to uh, New Hampshire, he wasn't really the same Walt anymore. You know, I thought it was very comical, him rolling his, you know, truck, his barrel full of money. But I just thought, you know, everything you worked for, Walt, this is what happened. Your brother-in-law gets killed. You, you know, you're not going to be able to see your kids now. You have to go into hiding. Wow. You know, you did you did this for to, for the security of your family, and then yet you've lost it all. I, I thought that yeah. episode was a brilliant, brilliant episode. Yeah. And, you know, when he was when he was, when he saw that book and he saw you know Walt the name in there, he, and it clicked. I started feeling sorry for Hank at that moment because I realized even though he figured it out, he didn't realize how vicious Walter was. He just saw mm-hmm. Walter as some. He was angry because oh, you fooled me. You know. And he didn't realize that Walter... Walter was the one who knocks. Walter was the danger. I was just... (laughs) Oh my gosh, Suze, I was just going to say that. Some of the lines they had him say, like, (sighs) I'm the one who knocks and I am the danger. And then when he said to to Hank, tread lightly. Oh, yes. And then the the garage door went down. I had shivers. Yes. 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 The funny thing is, though, Hank, uh, sorry, Walt, as vicious as he egotistically felt himself to be, and as much as he relished saying those things, in the end, when they were going to kill Hank, he was right back to, this is my brother-in-law, who I love yeah. mode. He wanted yeah. to save him. Yeah. He yeah. went totally yeah. away from, to tread lightly to, this is my brother-in-law, 
And in fact, it was not people who went through these crazy mood swings of nice guy to crazy guy that were the worst. It was Jack and his gang who were just hardcore criminals all the way through, and they were just doing what they did. And they are the ones that did it. It was Walt's fault. But right. he, nobody, he everybody was, underestimated. He, yep. I'm sorry. Every, and he everybody was, underestimated him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 Walt especially. And he was, he wasn't in control. He wasn't the baddest of the bad anymore. And Hank was just his brother-in-law in that moment. And I think that's why. I think that's why he did change. Like uh, Suze said, yeah. I think that's what kind of snapped him out of his empire mode. But yeah. I like how Hank basically said, "That's it. I know. I know. I know. You're going to kill me. I'm not giving you squat." Right. right. And and I love the way he yeah. said, looked at looked at Walt and said, you know, you're the smartest man I know. You know, but yeah. but this he had yeah. made up his mind ten minutes ago. And um Yeah, you're too mm-hmm. stupid to see it. Yeah, you're too stupid to see it. And you know, I think I think when Walt was um I, you know, it's really funny because when they had the whole Granite State episode, I thought, oh, gosh, I'm never going to move back east with those winters again. Never, 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 never. But I thought it was interesting on several accounts um, that, you know, you never saw Walt pray ever, ever. I never saw him pray in the whole episode until he got into that Volvo and, it, and you know, he had the keys and it, or the cops were coming. And he kind of said a prayer. If you remember, he said, um, just let me get home, you know, just um, let me get home. I'll do the rest. And I thought, wow, he's actually praying. Did the did the recurrence of the cancer? But, you know, I'm thinking that that cancer, you know, if you look at the realism of lung cancer, lung cancer, along with pancreatic cancer, is a very virulent cancer. And, you know, the survival rates are not uh, very good on those particular cancers, depending, of course, which kind you have and what you know kind of chemo you get. So it was very realistic for me for Walt to be in remission. And then, of course, when he was um, in that cabin in New Hampshire, when he was getting the chemo, you knew it was not going to necessarily be effective because, you know, the whole thing with the uh, chemo regimen is that, you know, you have your, you have to have blood work, you know, to see what your numbers are, you know, your white count, your platelets, blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking, well, even if he gets the chemo, it's probably too far gone. And how, I mean, he didn't have a CAT scan, so he just must have felt that his cancer was back. And that's when he had um, them get them, you know, the kind of the clandestine chemo bags. So I thought that was very realistic. So to me, Walt, I knew Walt was going to die because he was either going to die of his lung cancer, um, you know, because of the survival rates, or he was, you know, going to be murdered. So, but I thought it very nice he took a bullet for Jesse because I think he was all prepared to kill Jesse when he went in, when he had them get Jesse. I think he was kind of bent on revenge, especially when he put Jesse's watch down on that telephone booth. Um, and then, and then I think I think the appearance of Jesse just somehow triggered some compassion in Walt, his last vestige of compassion. I really feel that was his last vestige of compassion because he certainly didn't show Mike Ermintrout any compassion, and I didn't know why he murdered him. It was like, why? I, I love I love why. Mike. Why are you I don't murdering think he knows Mike? Why. That's the episode I watched yesterday, and I think <sighs> because he did, he pulled the trigger, and then Walt's face just went, "Oh my God, what have I done?" What yeah, the hell? Yeah. it was almost like oh. he meant to shoot, oh. to scare, not to kill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like he wanted his way. He threw a tantrum, and oh, crap! This tantrum has repercussions. But again, Mike and Jesse were very close, and I think Jesse looked on Mike as a true dad figure. 
a true father figure. And I think Mike had, um, I think he cared for Jesse. And, you know, Walt was very jealous of that relationship of his with, with Jesse. That's why he let Jane vomit, you know, and choke to death. Um, I think anybody that, I think that's why he poisoned Brock with the lily of the valley. I, well, Jane, I think Jane, any, Jane was any time anybody him. was going to come right. in between Jane was that relationship. Him. Yeah, 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 exactly. He, he always did it to get Jesse back in line. He let, yeah, exactly. He let, he let her die to get her out of the way so that there wouldn't be anybody blackmailing him and so that Jesse wouldn't have anything else to do other than get back in line. Get back in line. Yep. And then, and then the another same person, with poisoning the kid. Another person that, mis- that, that uh, didn't quite understand who they were dealing with, Walt, was dangerous. You know, and the blackmailing him was just stupid on her part. I she mean, it's, just, she didn't it's just amazing, the chain of reaction, because Jane dies, her father is in such mourning that he causes two planes to collide, which causes people to die. Yes. Yeah. All because Walter wants control. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, interestingly, though, Vicky, to your point, I don't think Walt was actually dangerous. I don't think he was actually that dangerous until that moment. That's a turning point yeah, for him. Exactly. When, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. He, I agree. He, he yeah. makes that decision right then, and he's he's even kind and of you know what? amazed at him. I was with so. him at that moment. I was with him. When he did it, I was like... In a way... Walk out of the room. Walk out of the room. And then I realized that is sick. That is sick. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they do a good job of making you think that that's the logical thing to do, don't they? I I just think I'm in withdrawal. I'm going to miss this show. Yeah. We have this list of characters here. We should go through these and, and say what we think of each Oh, yeah. Let's do and, it. Uh, on, on the wiki. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Because I'll, I'll tell you why. Because the two characters that became that I started off liking the least, and I ended up liking, not maybe not the most, but right up there with the most were Hank and Marie. Because oh, I was yeah, with you guys. Exactly. They, they portray Hank as a bumbling idiot. He's 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 calling Gomez names. He's seeming like a jackass. And you get to learn that this guy actually is very intelligent. He knows what he's doing, and not only that, he's so dedicated to his job. And Marie comes off as, you know, Mouse. she believes in purple. She she <laughs> shoplifts. <Cut the> maniac. <laughs> she seems like she's she seems like she's kind of a maniac, nagging people. But she's actually a very solid, reliable person. And when you look you look at the relationship these two have, it it's solid. It's it's probably yeah. It's probably yeah. the best relationship of any two people in the entire series. I agree. Just yeah. Being Ma- rock solid. I, I, yeah, Marie. I mean, um, certainly Marie. Uh, yeah, Marie. Um, I. Is Hank's wife named Marie? Yeah, right. That's Marie. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. I, I I didn't like her, but her reactions were the kind of reactions I would have had if I was her. I would want to take the kids out of there. I would want to get, mm-hmm. you know, protect my sister. I could relate to her. I hated her, but her reactions were so dead on. Then at the end, you realize this. these two, you're right, they're the most... Genuine characters you would ever meet. They were who they were, and they stayed in character the whole time. They never changed. And they took care yeah. of each other. I mean, he Hank yes. would, Hank would yes. fix her little shoplifting snafus so she didn't get charged for yeah. it, you know. I forgot about that, yeah. And she would take care of, I mean, when Hank got injured, she took care of him. And you're absolutely right, Scott. I think out of all of the, uh, the two characters, they, those two really were solid and loved each other. And then, of course, when... You know, Hank died, and 
they hadn't found his body yet. I mean, when they showed Marie in the car, she was a broken woman. And I thought, she'll never, that's it. Her life is, you know, I, I she's the type that would have a grief for a long, long time. You know, I, she's the character I would never picture getting married again. You know, that type of thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I saw that in the last scene, too, because she does exhibit strength in the end when she calls Skylar to warn her. Mm-hmm. Yes. And... Mm-hmm. You see that she's still sad, but you also see, you know what, she's going to go on. But, yeah, I don't picture her getting yeah. married again either. The moment Hank H- no. was shot, I thought about her. I thought about what is yeah. she going to do. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, they never, I didn't like her at first. Yeah. They never really explained what why she was shoplifting and why she was in that therapy. Was it because they didn't have children? Was it because they couldn't have children? Was it because she felt Hank put too much time into his job and she felt neglected. This was her way of getting attention. Mm-hmm. I think a combination yeah, of all of that. Mystery. Yeah, because yeah. they never mentioned anything about them, why they didn't have children. And she loved children. I mean, she was bonding she to loved, Holly big time. Yeah. yeah. She kept saying how much how she was such a wonderful little girl, the most perfect little girl on the face of the earth. So you don't know if yep. they chose not to have children, if they couldn't physically have children. I got the feeling they didn't choose that because Hank was so great with Walt Jr. and and she was so great with Holly. I feel like I feel like they would have naturally gone there if they could have. That was just yeah. my own impression. Yeah, right. I, I but mean, they too. Never, they never addressed it. But at that early, like, first two seasons, she was just, I don't know, she was more annoying than anything. Yes, she was. Exactly. But then, but then, but you, like you, you, said, then you realized the depth later, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When, when Hank got hurt and she was taking care of him and she was just basically saying, you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, you're going to do it. Yep. And then I thought, okay, this is what I want to see. They they were so good with character development that way, just throughout the series with all of these characters. Uh, one of the people that I completely despised but I found fascinating was Lydia because yes. here you have a woman who begs for her life and says, no, no, I don't want my daughter to think I disappeared, and then she'll turn around in a heartbeat and want all these people murdered. Yes. Right, just yeah. Crazy, crazy character. What Very well done. Very a very ambitious woman. <laughs> but at very, the same yes, time, yes. she very was always crazy. a nervous wreck. She oh, yeah, always yeah. seemed to me Panic. that she was never in total control. Even when she right. talked a good game, I can get you know, I can get you suppliers in Germany. I can do this. I can do that. She still felt to me like there was a little piece of her that was a nervous wreck. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she control. had an anxiety disorder combined with OCD. She was obsessive compulsive, and that's why Walt was able to put the ricin in her stevia, because she did the same thing. That's compulsiveness. You know, the table, she had to sit, you know, back to, she had to have her chamomile tea. She had, I mean, talk about rigid. I mean, so if they didn't have... that was her way of trying to gain control. Exactly. And that's what OCD people do. She was a business executive. Yes. So, you know, those kind of people genuinely become you know, CEOs of companies because they'll stab anybody in the back to get there. (laughs) So, and as a female, she probably could stab a lot of people in the back. So that industry probably was perfect for her, but she just was too paranoid and trusted the wrong people and just, no, she wasn't paranoid enough and she drank that tea while he was sitting there. So, I I thought another character that was really interesting was Tuca. And, you know, here here you have this thug with the with the grill on his teeth, but yet he takes care of Hector. So, you know, that's one overriding theme in this whole th- series was family. It was all about family. Walter was cooking meth for his family. Um, the Salamancas were tight as a family. Uh, it, you know, 
Giancarlo. Oh, see, I, he was one of my very, 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 very favorite characters, uh, Gus Fring. I thought I love the actor anyway from Homicide, but that he was such a brilliant character. I thought he was just um, Gus Fring was probably. I loved his uh, professional persona, but then yet you have this meth lord um, and just very put together. You know is seen in the right places almost just it but he's deadly well, he had a turning he, he's he deadly had a turning point too when he became deadly yes. when his partner got shot in the head right when beside max him at that table. when max at, with right. the salamancas that's right that's ab- absolutely right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then when he went back years later and poisoned everybody but you saw him going into the bathroom so that he could make yes. himself vomit he took off his jacket and folded it neatly and put it on the sink that is something. You know, everything was. That is something, Elisa. I have to mention this because when I was really addicted, super addicted to Breaking Bad, I was reading somewhere and somebody picked up on it that Walter assumed all the of uh, the the mannerisms of the people that he um, killed. So, for instance, Mike um, Ermintrout, he always um, Walt never took ice in his in his drink until he saw Mike do it. When Mike died. If you notice that Walt started putting ice in his drink, when he would vomit from the chemo, he would just vomit. After Gus Fring was murdered, he he put a towel down before the toilet, and then he would vomit. And I thought, wow, there's a bunch of other ones. But I thought, I the, that's the brilliant. The first the first the season sandwich. when he cut the crust off the sandwich. That's right. I noticed that in future episodes. He cut all the he crust off. The, exactly. He would cut the crust off the sandwich. That is brilliant. That's why when he was in Granite State, when he remember when Skylar started that uh, the bacon and eggs, and she she'd take the bacon and she'd put hit the number of his birthday. Mm-hmm. When he was at yes. Denny's and he did fifty two, I thought, oh my god, he killed Skylar <laughs> so, yeah. because he did yeah, that um, by himself at Denny's. So auto- automatically, I assumed the worst. Of course, it wasn't that way, but yeah. Did you guys remember in season one when? Um, uh, Walt really showed he was a badass. When, I think it's it the scene with Tuco, where he um, where he goes into the headquarters. He, he, yeah, he goes there and he explo- He snaps his fingers and it, that explosion occurs. You know, uh, and and Tuco goes starts laughing and he thinks, oh wow, this is way cool. Um, oh yeah, the um, mercury. The, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fulminated mercury. That, that's fulminated mercury. First scene, but I was so afraid of Tuco. I thought. Oh, he scared me. He scared me. Oh, well, me. yeah. Look at him. He was he was a lunatic. I know. Yeah, it was so cool. He was had to be as crazy and, and as flamboyant as he was to get his respect and get him to bring him in. When um, they were meeting in- at, at a, what was it, like at a, at a um, what do you call it, one of those places where they mash up cars, and one of his, one of uh, Tuco's guys said something to the effect of, you know, watch your back and listen to the, listen to Tuco and Tuco be, you know, beat him yes. to death. Yes. He beat yeah. him to death, yeah. It's like, oh my yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> you've got, you're a lunatic. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the most grisly murder, though, was Gus Fring when he took the box cutter. That flipped me oh, out. Yeah. I thought, yeah. wow. That yeah. frightened me. That fright, he was more frightening Is than it? Tuco, in my estimation. Yeah, he was because he was just so mild mannered. I just have a chicken place. Yeah, it was just no. It was very nonchalant. And then he went back and put his washed his hands and put his clothes back on. Yes, fixed his tie and just walked and didn't say a word the whole time. Not a but, word. And it wasn't just the way he did it, which was 
ultra creepy. It was who he did it to, his trusted lieutenant, who he seemingly, you know, I guess if if a criminal, if if a man like him loved anybody, it would be that guy, right? Exactly. Exactly. And as bad as all those guys were, uh, Walt took them all down. Yeah. I thought the one tragic figure, though, was Walt Jr. or uh, or Flynn, whatever name you wanted to go by. Because, you know, not only did the poor kid have to deal with cerebral palsy, but he also hero-worshipped his dad. So for me, I think at the end, the hate that he felt for his dad, I think he really, um, I, I, I hope, you know, Long term, you know, he eventually resolves his hatred of his dad. But to, you know, he adored him. He went over to his apartment. He spent the night there making sure his dad was okay. I mean, that is a true loving son. And Mm -hmm. I think when he, to have the rug pulled out from under your feet and realize that your dad is a drug lord, not even a drug dealer, a drug lord, really, because he did amass quite an empire. I can't even imagine the betrayal. I mean, I'm wondering if Walt wasn't angry at his mother, too, because, let's face it, Skylar knew, but they hid it from Walt. And Walt, Walt always kind of well, knew Junior something was off. Well, Junior always made the mom. Well, well Junior Vicky, always made the mom. You know, but Vicky, end. boys did, do that. He did, until the end, I think. Yeah, yeah but Vicky, Vicky yeah. I have to say that boys, I have two boys, and Elisa has two boys. They... There's a special relationship with their dad. And I can tell you right now, it's not demonizing the mom, but if you the mom feels like she's picking on the dad, I'm telling you, sons stick up for their dads. Do they, Lisa? I mean, they always kind of stick up for their dads. Well, I, like, hey, I have mom, three boys. You know? and they're, they're really being they're hard on dad. To, they're close to their dad, three boys. but they also, they yeah. also know, they, they, they've, they've said to me and to my husband that he's only the boss when I'm not home. Yeah. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> They, they've, they've made that clear that they know who the boss of the house is. But yeah, but yeah my, my, my husband is, close, is yeah. close to my kids. And I, so I didn't see that because I, I, I think he may have felt that Skylar was picking on Walt because at the time she did seem kind of harsh to Walt. But because we and knew. And he didn't know why. He had no clue why. Yeah, yeah and we knew, we knew why, but Walt didn't know why. You know, Walt yeah, Jr. didn't protect him. him. Cold. Yeah. yeah, she was trying to protect him. Exactly. Which, yeah. is, what a, which is what a parent does. And at the yeah, end, he right. knew. Look how he tried to protect her in the house against Walt. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. when he had the knife, exactly. He, he he put himself over her body and told him to but get Walt out. Walt Jr. didn't realize how lucky he was. He had so many people surrounding him. His mom, his aunt, uncle, and aunt. They cared so much for him. Mm-hmm. They protected him to the very last second. Yes. And that's when yeah. he. That's when he really. There was no reconciliation between him and Walter. Was when he found out about Hank. That. That yeah. was it. There was no yeah. forgiving that. Ever. You killed yeah. Uncle Hank. Yep, that was yeah. it. Yeah. I thought it's sad, though, at the end, at the very last episode, when Walt did go back to see Skylar, and they were in this little yeah. rinky-dink apartment, and, of course, Walt Jr. didn't have his car anymore. They lost that. And I thought, yeah. why isn't Marie saying, Skylar, take the kids and come with me? I mean, and... I just thought that was odd, but then I realized that maybe they had some anger between them because Marie oh, may definitely. have blamed, you know, Skylar right, for really. for Hank's oh, death. Oh yeah, she wasn't gonna she wasn't gonna turn him in to the police. She wasn't yeah. gonna do that because she. Right. I don't think Marie realized how involved Skylar was in the whole enterprise. But Skylar didn't know where he was anyway. You know, Skylar yeah, didn't know he was, was in involved the in the enterprise, and she couldn't say anything or she incriminate herself. You know, so right. she. 
I she definitely s- had blame in the death of Hank, and, and Marie knew that because she was complicit with Walter to some degree. She was certainly complicit in that video they made trying to blackmail him into not saying anything. Yeah, blackmail. Yes, that's right, she, the video. I, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't think they could ever completely repair that relationship. That's why it was amazing yeah, to me when she did call that. her to warn her. Yeah, yeah, there's no way they're going to be, they're never going to be the same. No. Right. Nobody's going to be the but, same. But no. you got to realize that's her family. And it, I know her sister's a family, but I, sisters sometimes don't realize that just because your sisters, you have other family too that's extended. Uh, I know I can't relate to it. You know, none of my sisters are married right now. But uh, even when they were married, um, I just didn't get the brother in law thing. I always felt that my sister should stand up for me and I should stand up and that brother-in-law was just somebody she just was with right now. <laughs> I don't know. She's making she, she got but she was so married to that man and she loved him and, and she, her sister got the guy killed. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. That's so. a pretty harsh it's sibling. True. It is uh, sort of hard. Yeah. She gotta realize the reason why she still was trying to support Walter, because that's her husband. You know? Well, not she, only that. At first they, she was she trying didn't to protect have, him. And now she didn't have Hank's body and her Hank's body had not been discovered either. Hank, I mean, right. finally, that's yeah, what, I understand that's what, it. I'm that just saying Skyler. that it, it, their relationship, even before all this came out, it was very difficult for her to tell her about what was going on with her and Walt because she didn't want her sister to say, oh, I hate this guy. She, she wouldn't tell her sister about him raping her. You know, she wouldn't tell him all that. She, she, she still wants to help Walt, but if she mentions that to her sister or... There would be no way that she could continue. With a, a, well, not a well. That's because was. Hank was a DEA agent. There was only so much she could tell. No, no, no. Her. I'm just talking about. But every time, even before then, you know, when before she even knew, when he he raped her and she was doing all kinds of crazy stuff, he was just before she really knew for sure that he was acting all crazy. First, she said, "Okay, this is the cancer." I'm not. Gonna, she didn't tell her even those things that was going on with them. Well, and then when she, she realized been, that, well, they did. They, they did do the cancer things. because. Yeah, they did do the cancer because if you remember, they had the talking pillow episode. It was probably one of my very favorite episodes because I love the talking mm-hmm. pillow. I think that's great. I thought that whole episode was great. And, yeah. you know, when they're trying to convince Walt to, to have chemo, you know. Yeah. But it's ultimately, I thought that rang true well because even though a patient has well-meaning physicians and nurses and a healthcare team and family, it ultimately is their decision whether they want to have chemo or not. And I thought that really rang true for me. And I'm really glad Vince kind of had that nuance, that, that tension there, because I used to see that a lot, you know, where somebody really was scared and didn't want to go through something, but the family was really pushing hard for them to do that. So I I really um, thought that tension. that agreed with him? Mm-hmm. I think in the end, it was Marie mm-hmm. that said that and stuck up for his right. Yeah, it's his body. It's his, you know, it's Walt's decision. Exactly. But what other character have we missed? I think we've... Saul. Oh, I love Saul. Saul, Saul. Saul, who, Saul who, is, who is not a Jewish boy. Nope. Who is an Irishman. <laughs> yes. But decided to make it good man so that it would sound Jewish and would attract more clients. And he got his... Um, he got his degree from, where is it, the, the University of Samoa or American University of Samoa. <laughs> but I'll tell you, he's the lawyer Something. I'd want to have if I was in trouble. Oh, yeah, I'd go to Samoa. <laughs> university, a University of American Samoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, wasn't it Jesse that said, you don't want a criminal lawyer, you want a criminal lawyer. 
Yes. yes. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Um, I'm looking at the wiki. It says, he is of Irish descent and his real surname is McGill. However, he pretends to be a Jewish lawyer, quote, for the homeboys who want a member of the tribe. Exactly. That's what he said. He said the homeboys like it. And did he? Did but he, I loved did he him. Nothing, nothing, phased, nothing phased him. He had the nerve to launder that drug money through Walt Jr.'s uh, website. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he was just, I always he liked would, his, I know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Yeah. I just loved yeah. that line. And this is a cleaner. Yeah, he was, and he, and he always wanted you to, to clean use. up after that. And his, his girlfriend is overdoses. He actually sits over some cleaners to do. He's, he's, he was amazing. That's, I think, when we first met Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, he was sleazy, but but this, and he and he always he wanted them to he always wanted them to rent the laser tag place. <laughs> yes, it's got to be the laser tag. And Skyler was one right. Thing that I was liked, the stupidest idea. What I liked about what I liked about yeah, yeah. I, I want him about, as a lawyer, um, yeah. and now I want Skyler as my accountant. <laughs> what I like what I liked about Saul is at the is at the end. Uh, I think it was the second to last episode when he finally put his foot down and said, "No, I'm not your lawyer anymore." And didn't let Walt intimidate him anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And finally said, no, yeah. that's it. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. But I can't wait. I will definitely be watching Better Call Saul. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think another thing with uh, Saul is he, he was smart. I mean, he may have gotten his degree yes. at American Sam- Samoa, but he knew the law. That's yeah. what he was great about it. He would go in and say, hey, get out of here. That's you can't be questioning him or blah, 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 blah. He was a lawyer. <laughs> he was. A yeah, he was. Criminal in quotes lawyer. <laughs> right. He, he was an ambulance chaser. Yeah. You, you saw you saw the clientele. Yeah. yeah. But I loved how he had. I loved how he. But had I love Huel. You know, I'm thinking Huel did get out of that motel room because there was no way Huel was going to go out without a meal. And I'm thinking after an hour, Huel's going <laughs> to say, true. "Man, I'm it's getting out of here. This is ridiculous." So I, I know Huel got out of that motel room. He's but a funny. He's a funny comedian. The guy's really funny. Yeah. Oh, I've never yeah, I've never is. saw him before. But, but there was there was one scene. I forget where. They were, but you had Saul in the front seat, and then you had Huel sitting in the back seat of this tiny car, and he just yeah. sat there, yep. you know, not put his arms, you know, put his hands over mm-hmm. his stomach, and just kind of sat there. You couldn't, but I couldn't tell if he was awake or asleep. I loved when Huel um, laid down on that money, and I I thought that was so char- yeah. charming. <laughs> it was just charming, and I'm thinking, you know, that's that's something I would do too. I mean, how, how often do you ever get to sit on that much money? But I think what people sometimes forget with Breaking Bad, it's really, it's very dark humor. It's really comic noir. I mean, if you think about it, there's, it's intense, but there's a lot of dark humor in it. You know, Um, there's a lot of times when Mike and my husband and I would just be laughing. And I love that. I love the fact that it's such a complete episode. You know, I, I really grew tired of TV. I hate reality TV. I hate a lot of the mm-hmm. inane comedy shows. The last mm-hmm. epi- the last series my husband and I really watched in its entirety was Homicide. I thought Andre Brower, Kyle Secord, I thought that was one of the best acting shows on TV at the time. Mm-hmm. And, yep. you know, I really didn't... In Arizona, Breaking Bad was really popular, and I thought... Who wants to watch a teacher, you know, who's cooking math? Really? I see it enough around here. But then when you guys started talking about it, I realized that I don't think I have been so enamored and so captivated by 
a show such as Breaking Bad. You know, Anthony Hopkins recently wrote Brian Cranston a letter. You can Google it. But he said, he did a binge watch of Breaking Bad, and he wrote, and he said, not only you, Brian, but the entire cast, it's the best acting he has ever seen. And it really oh, yeah. is. The caliber of actors. I mean, yeah. many of these actors you don't see in show after show after show. They were they just brought such awesome dimension to each character mm-hmm. and made it so believable and and just so enthralling to watch. I, I and the storyline. I mean, yeah, they had there the was fly no wasn't my favorite, you know, episode. But and they had some sleeper episodes. That but was probably all in my all, least favorite. I think. Yeah, I thought most of the episodes. I mean, of course, you always have to have filler episodes, and so you give that one. That's a gimme, but. Some of the episodes, you'd want a filler episode. Like after Gus Fring, that, the box cutter episode, I needed a breather the next episode because that one just stunned me, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, you need episodes where they just fill in the details. Yeah. You know. Oh, the episode, yeah. speaking of Gus, when he, when he was, when his, the, the bomb went off. Yes. On the wheelchair. Yes. And he came out. Yes. When he walked out of that room and I thought, how did he survive that? Because you saw the one side of his face, yes. and you saw him fixing yes. his tie, and then when they showed the other side of his face, mm-hmm. oh yeah. my god, yeah, that was just he was like mind blown. shocked, he was shocked, because he, he's yeah. so cool, he's so oh. I'm Do you know what I read about that? They they went over to Walking Dead. They went over to some of the artists on Walking Dead, and and they actually did that. They they did the makeup for that, which I thought was brilliant. I really did. Yeah, yeah. Is it kind wow. of like a maquette? This is like unbelievable. You know what's really shocking to me when, when I start watching this was that the these small little channels, not the non-network cable channels, have some of the best TV you're gonna want to watch. You know, this is changing everything. Oh, AMC. Yeah, AMC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're not it's HBO. AMC. It's they're the not NBC. Dead. They're not any of those yeah, networks. It's- yeah. AMC yeah. is The Walking Dead and mm-hmm. Breaking Bad and Mad Men, mm-hmm. and I think. Was Sons of Anarchy on that show? I never saw that show, but... I watched the first season. I'm not sure if that's on the same show. Well, you know, I think think Vince Vince Gilligan mentioned that, thank God for Netflix, because had Netflix not... They had not struck that deal with Netflix, um, it was going to be canceled. Can you imagine? Oh, it, it, it... Yeah, that binge watching of that, it increased... Uh, it increased watchers every season. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I, and I, I, I like binge watching. Oh, it's just it just makes it easier to remember. I, I forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've forgotten a lot. I have to yeah. look at this wiki to remember stuff. Yeah. And no commercials. Because when there's a year. Yeah. No there's, commercials. There's a year in between. Yeah. yeah. That's why a lot of shows I don't bother watching. I, I never watch anything live. If I do tapes, like we watch Homeland. At least that's, H, uh, that's Showtime. But if I'm watching something on, you know, ABC, NBC... I DVR it. So I, I do too. I refuse to watch I it live. I can't I don't stand watch it. I don't watch, <laughs> I don't watch anything live. Yeah. Now, my husband's... What's the one with Kevin Spacey in the White House? Oh, um, House of Cards. What's that one? House of Cards. On, he likes that one. And yeah. that one kind of goes over my head a little bit, but I did watch it. My other yeah. son uh, loves Sons of Anarchy, and I haven't watched that one yet. He said that one's really good. Yeah, I watched good. the first season. The second season became more like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. They're, 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 sort of, they're sort of like uh, in, in, out in Northern California, in the area where I live out in Central Valley. So they're, they're, they do a lot of stuff there. Uh, I'm not that they don't record here, but they, they mention uh, this area a lot. 
Now, if you're looking for another show to watch that's like Breaking Bad in the respect that it's a bad character, I mean, it's a, it's a character who's doing bad things, but for good reasons, and he's one of those characters that either you love him or you hate him, is The Shield. Have you ever watched The Shield? Oh, yeah, Michael Schickler. Michael, no. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. plays a cop. He plays a cop in a bad part of Los LA. Angeles, right, Vicky? Yeah. I think it's a non-existent town. They didn't use a real town. No, it's L.A. Uh, right, but I mean the, 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 the neighborhood okay. that they talk about yeah. in L.A. And he plays a, a dirty cop, but he's doing it for the right reasons because he's trying to get the scum off the street. So he'll do things that aren't quite legal to do so. Mm-hmm. And he'll also take a few, you know, few bribes on the side. So he's one of those cops where everybody knows he's bad, but they can never catch him. Yep. Yeah, it's really and good. So, it was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. I'm not sure. We watched it. I think we watched it a number of years ago. This isn't Tom Selleck, right? This isn't Tom Selleck. No, no Mike, this is Michael Chiklis, no, no, no. the guy that was in Michael Chiklis. Commission, a bunch of other stuff. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. In fact, yeah. let me check right now if it's on Netflix. I know yeah. we got caught up and then we were watching it live because it's it was probably the early 2000s. Uh, it's actually based on stories that um, Michael Chiklis heard from a guy who actually was in LA. A police department, a police officer. A lot of this stuff, I, I will say, majority of the stories are true. Some of the incidents and stuff, because you know that uh, uh, LAPD really had a really bad uh, some years. They were really, really bad. And um, what happened is Michael Chiklis had done that show, The Commission, and he wasn't getting any work. So he came up with this idea for the show, and he wrote. He, he this, was, this was all his idea. He had to create his own show for himself. And man, that was the smartest thing he did. It was absolutely no kidding. Amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not on Netflix. It's not on Netflix streaming. You can probably rent the DVDs, but I'm looking on the Internet Movie Database. It was on from 2002 to 2008. Yeah, it long won. Time. Yeah. yeah, it won a couple of Golden Glo- Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. And the producer's wife played Chickless's character. Uh, played his um, wife. Uh, wife, yeah, yeah. It, yeah because it got an eight point six. It got an eight point six out of ten on IMDb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's and excellent. What, and the thing, the thing that amazed me was on FX. And yeah. the thing that amazed me about that show is they used pretty foul language. I mean, pretty much everything except the F word. Yeah. And that surprised me because it wasn't HBO. It wasn't Showtime. Yeah, and, for a number of years they showed it in rerun on one of the. Uh, at night on one of the uh, local channels. Yeah. yeah. So it's, pre- it's pretty mm-hmm. graphic with the language. I mean, it's not like every other word, but... No. Well, there was a lot of language. I just went, whoa, this you is walk down the streets of, uh, uh, If you walk down those neighborhoods they were in, um, you would have um, heard all those kinds of language. Yeah. <laughs> they actually but, did film in L.A. too. I don't know. Yeah, they filmed... Right. The, police, yeah. the police department was a, a renovated church. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, I yeah. can see that. Another show you should watch is The Wire. Oh, The Wire is... Excellent. I couldn't watch The Wire. We made it through about three episodes and we said, this is just awful. Oh, it is, it is so real, though. Uh, I've heard uh, I've heard. I did not know that, that Baltimore was like that. Really? <laughs> yeah, my friend my friend lived in Baltimore and she said, yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but also about The Wire, I read a lot of reviews said, yeah, season one is pretty slow, but if you can make it to the yeah. last episode of season one... You'll be hooked. And to, at the, the very last season, they switched it to be about the news and the reporting of stuff and what was happening in the news industry. 
And that was so interesting. And then they, that was the last season. I was like, why would you end the show like that? It was, and it's a lot of stars, uh, actors that became stars out of that show. A lot of like top 10 or top 100 lists will put The Wire mm-hmm. as one of the best shows ever. Yeah. If not number one, then way to the top. But a lot of people that were on The Wire went on to go to, I'm not sure which came first, but they played, they were in Oz. Ah, I'm yeah, not sure yeah, if yeah. Oz, I'm not sure if Oz was first, then The Wire. I don't remember or if it was first either. Yeah, Oz is But somewhere. Oz, Oz, Oz is totally different. It's got nothing to do with Breaking yeah. Bad or any, it's a different type of theme. But that was, that was a tough show to watch, but it was also really, I thought but it was it really good. It's like so shocking to see this yeah. stuff, you know, like, oh God, <laughs> another one? Do we have yeah. to see this again? <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but I would recommend I would recommend the Shield if you're looking for something that's really kind of like Breaking Bad in the yeah. respect that the yeah. the main character is a good guy doing bad things for the right yeah. reasons. I've forgotten about that one. That was really good. I gotta watch that again. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So does anybody else have anything to add? Because we're getting kind of long here. Oh, sure. Uh, the only. The only thing I, I thought was I love all the recurring themes. Like uh, Suze mentioned Walt rolling the barrel of cash through the desert. And if you remember back to when Walt and Jesse first stole the methylamine, they were too stupid to realize that a barrel would roll. And, and Hank was sitting there laughing at them, making fun of them on the, <laughs> the video footage, the surveillance footage. Oh, he was right. like, who are these idiots? Don't they know? It's a barrel. Roll it. You know, it just, <laughs> right. it just cracked me up. And that was just oh, one of right. so many things that they would bring back. Like you guys mentioned the breakfasts, the, t- the, the bacon so many things that they would bring back that if you don't binge watch, you'll never remember, but they're so, exactly. So That's exactly it. Because when I started, the, when we started the episode and we talked about how at the end there was a scene with Jesse carving the jewelry box and I kept waiting for it to relate to something and it never did. When I went back and binged watched, it goes back to season three when he was in rehab and he talked about how when he was in shop, his teacher said he made it he made a really bad box and the teacher didn't criticize him he just said is that the best you can do and he thought about it and he thought no i can do better and he spent weeks making this beautiful box and then he said that he gave it to his mom as a gift but then he took that back and said no i traded it for a pound of weed mm-hmm, but yeah. that's what he said he would want to do if he could do anything in the whole world money's no object he said he would love to be a woodcarver, work with his hands. Well, that's what he did then. And that was him when he was caged up. That's what he was doing when he was, you know, had that um, the chains on him. He was just reminiscing and thinking, not really reminiscing, but thinking ahead, like what my life could be right now. I could be yeah. carving this beautiful box. Because you saw him, he had no bruises. He was clean shaven. He looked yep. good. He looked happy. Yeah. You, so do you guys do you guys remember the episode when that guy at, when Walt asked the guy to say his name say my name <laughs> yeah, yeah that I yeah. watched that yesterday oh, that yeah. was when he was that's when he was meeting with Declan Declan yeah yeah and and he didn't believe he didn't you know why should why should I why should I go with what you're telling me to do and he said you know who I am say my name I'm yeah like, whoa yeah yeah he said, the cartel killed Fred no 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 he's I killed Gus <laughs> say my name. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I've, I've got to mention this, is this is this is like how, where the obsession kind of gets a little crazy. Yeah. If you go on Etsy.com, and if you're not familiar with Etsy, it, it's a lot of um, handmade items that people either make or you can get supplies like yarn or um, you know, fabric or something that you can make your own thing. Well, I looked up 
Breaking Bad cross-stitch patterns. <laughs> and there are a bunch of Breaking people bad. who have designed cross-stitch <laughs> patterns for Breaking Bad. Oh and I'm sitting God. here debating which one I'm going to buy. But they have um, one that says totally Kafka-esque. That is funny. They have, oh they have uh, a picture of Walt that says, I am the danger. I am the one who knocks. Yeah. There's one with Eisenberg. There's one here that says, remember my name. Yeah. And I, the chemistry must be respected. Wow. And then I'm gonna, I got to kick out of it. This is my own private domicile, and I will not be harassed, bitch. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are going to go as Jesse on Halloween. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. easy. Just a hoodie, a sweat cap, or baggy jeans. <laughs> yeah, some fake tattoos. I mean, they've got yeah. pictures just of Walt, just of yeah. Jesse, just of, of Gus. And a they have one that's got uh, a beaker. B-R-B-A. Says, <laughs> it says, yep. It says, yeah, Mr. White. Yeah, science. So but I think the one I'm going to buy is the evolution of Walter White. And it's got a picture. It's got five pictures of Walter White side by side. Yeah. Is that like the little emoticon got... thing I sent you? To me? Yeah. Remember the other day? Um, for, oh, yes, yes, For yes, our yes. listeners, I just want to reiterate, Elisa very nicely sent out us the wiki link in case we needed to refresh our memories. And I said, I don't need no stinking wiki. I, I've got it all memorized by heart. And I put this little graphic I found of what the six faces of Heisenberg and I thought that was awesome I thought it was just little emoticons I wish they were separate emoticons because boy I'd love to add those yeah, into my what would Heisenberg do yeah, yeah well my husband had a birthday and I found a Heisenberg lanyard for him and it had the golden moth at the end mm-hmm. so he had to take the golden moth off because I don't think his company would probably appreciate that but um, he did get a t-shirt my son sent him a t-shirt and it's uh heisenberg labs and it has a blue beaker um it has a beaker with some laboratories (laughs) it says heisenberg laboratories and underneath it it says we respect the chemistry and remember walter used to say that about i I love that oh yeah it was awesome (laughs) (laughs) well we got breaking bad blue sky soap I, I'm I'm very sad it's ended, but you know, thank goodness for Netflix. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's yeah, yeah. And, and I think all of those actors, I I wish the best for them. They certainly entertained us for five seasons. That was that was great. That was really great. Actually, yeah. I, but I think it should end. You don't want things to go too long, and then no. But Brian Brian Cranston, exactly. Brian Cranston, his voice. Um, have you seen the new iPad Air with the pencil commercial? That's Brian Cranston's voice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought, geez, that voice yeah, sounds familiar. It's Walter White. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I, but I, I read that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't read it. I just, I saw it on I saw TV. It, on the, uh, it, it was part of the, um, the, the Apple event. Oh, I didn't watch that. Darn it. I probably should have. Yeah. yeah, but it's really cool. That pencil was laying on the table, and you don't notice, actually blocking the iPad air. Yeah. Then it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd heard. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're going really long, so we're going to wrap this up. I want to thank Scott Wilsey from the Pocket Size Podcast for joining us today. Yeah, good having you on, Scott. Thanks, and I, I hope this comes across okay. I'm having Skype. I notice Skype is using 170% of my CPU, so it, I'm hearing a lot of pauses. Hopefully it recorded okay, but I had a lot of fun. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Scott, because I'm hearing it too. So, listeners, just in case you do hear some a little pops too. and things, 
It's it's Skype. Skype yeah. just doesn't Skype doesn't like us when we podcast. No. All no. podcasters seem to have problems with Skype. Skype, so. Skype is the one who knocks. <laughs> <laughs> they are the danger. <laughs> they are the danger. That is absolutely say their right. name. <laughs> And with that, I'm going to say thank you so much for listening. And you can get in touch with us at 3geekyladies.com with the number three spelled out. And if you go to the show notes, you'll find all our information for our Google Plus community, our Facebook page, our Twitter, and our email. And Scott, if people want to get in touch with you. Uh, Pocketsizepodcast.com or saw66.com. Okay, great. Again, thanks for listening. And thank you to Scott. And we will see you next time. Let's talk Apple. We play all your favorite hits with no commercials. 24-7 music even the boss can enjoy. Okay, host Bart Bouchotts doesn't play the hits or really any music. What he does do is give you the monthly wrap-up of what's going on in the Apple ecosphere, along with great guests with different opinions. You can get the news anywhere, but Let's Talk Apple will tell you what it means. Find it in iTunes, stoplightnetwork.com, or at let's-talk.ie domains. <laughs>